everybody, and welcome to Into the Smowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. Well, there's the echo. Um, (laughs) You're good, you're good. If you like this video, please hit the like button and subscribe to the channel, the Galaxy Geeks channel. That way you can keep up to date with all the new Into the Smowdown Galaxy videos that we post and when we go live. Also, if you're following us on the podcast feed please give us a five-star review and comment to this video and the review look i'm all over the place now i heard my echo (laughs) also you're good you can follow us on twitter at galaxy geeks one and on instagram at galaxy geeks el let me double check yes that is right i am your host yama keg and joining me as always he's the christian harloff to my mark ellis he is luke stutter luke how you doing today buddy what's up oh and jake berlin is in the chat what's up buddy What's up, man? He always starts us off good, so that's always a good way to start a show off. A hundred percent. Jake is always great. Jake is great. I I thought in my head that rhymed, and then I said it out loud. I'm like, no, that doesn't rhyme. That does not rhyme. At all. <laughs> but no, I'm good. Um, we had a busy week last week with Schmodown matches, and this week is no different. Oh, no different whatsoever. I feel like the slowest week, and when I say slow. I don't mean like, oh man, this is slow. I mean, the week that's the quietest is next week, where it's going to just be Damon versus Damon, Press Room versus Old Guard, and Merle versus Lon. Like, that's the slowest week we have. And that's so, not slow at all. No, you're going to have the week going to start out with Damon versus Damon is going to end with a Dan Merle match. That is not slow whatsoever. But this week, this past week, We had a big pay-per-view match. The IG Tournament Finals finally happened, and it did not go the way I think many people expected it to go. And this week, we have the big New York event, Schmodown Live from New York. We're going to get Josh Horowitz versus Griffey Nooms and the singles championship match, the Corruption Invitational, Marisol McKee, Lady Justice, defending her belt against the Cobra Chance Ellison. Whoa, Chance Ellison! Be able to claim the belt that he's been wanting to get ever since he joined the Schmodown. We'll have to wait and see. But before we talk about predictions or recapping any of the matches, we're going to start the show like we start every show with our of the week, starting off with rookie of the week. Luke, who do we have as rookie of the week? Our rookie of the week is Bradley Tingle. Yes, Bradley Tingle. We are almost out of rookie of the weeks, and he is our penultimate. Rookie of the week with next week being brothers. Anyway, but Bradley Tingle <laughs> has not had the greatest run recently. And that's very unfortunate because he seemed like, because I think he was the cube or like the Rubik, something to do with the Rubik's cube. Cause I remember when his first um, match happened, he was carrying a Rubik's cube, but yeah, he just had like a tough go against Ty Lieberman in a TKO loss. And then he had a very rough draw in the free-for-all, drawing number four when you had William Bibiani like as one of the top five, or the, yeah, one of the first five. So yeah, he really didn't have, the greatest odds were were not in his favor in the free-for-all. So, and that was the last time we've seen him. We haven't seen him in another match. It could be because he might be busy, or maybe Winston was trying, oh, we're just moving on to the next one, aren't we? No, no, sorry, sorry. Thing it just is weird it, sometimes. It went by itself, but anyway, I think maybe Winston might be a little busy trying to get some of his other players um play time, but I don't know. hundred percent. Again, we have not seen Bradley since the free for all, and I really hope to see him next season during the Schmodown, or if not during the Schmodown, then during the FCO. I just know that I really I feel like we only scratched the surface of what he knew and what he knows. So I can't wait to see. Yeah. Proud proud Canadian competitor. Yes. I was hoping I'd see some Brian and maybe Leo come in. Yeah. Yeah. They're great to see. We have Bradley, very, very happy Canadian player. And I really hope to see him again next week. Luke, do you have any thoughts on Bradley? Um, no, I'm just excited for him. Hopefully he's playing next year. You know, your first match, even though it comes, came in a loss. I mean, he's still a rookie. And so, so hopefully next year, Things will be better for him. 100%. And that was our Rookie of the Week. Next up, we have our Team of the Week, and it was sort of spoiled Luke. Our Team of the Week, 
<laughs> King Arthur. Sorry yes, about that. King Con with Griffin Arthur Noom, Newman. They this was played, an interesting team. Yeah, they played a really great as a team. The dynamic was very strong. The character work was also strong. Like, no matter what, it was fun to see. Also seeing Arthur Newman in a hotel room the in, or in the hotel lobby the entire time was very interesting. A part of me was wondering, because they said King Khan was also in it. A part of me was wondering, like, are they really in the same hotel lobby? <laughs> Probably not. Well, yeah. who knows? No, New no, York is they, coming soon. I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, no. Mm, who knows? Uh, uh, but anyway, know. they were a great team. They were a great debuting team with Tom Dagnino in their corner. Tom was in their corner. Um, but yeah, this was a fun match to watch. And King Arthur very much proved why they're, they're a rookie team to look out for in this tournament. Oh, yeah, I would not put any, the fact they took out final exam is a ma- massive thing. I mean, and speaking of final exam, let's go on and start talking about the match between final exam and King Arthur. There it is. That was the final score. Thirty three to thirty. Nothing like final sh- exam should not lower their heads. I mean, Ar- um, no. I almost said Arthur Newman. I almost said it just like not even Arthur Newman, just Arthur Newman. Anyway, Griffey Nooms was the only person to get a perfect round one. Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, and he yes, even he was got the, the bonus. And then round two, very much they struck King Arthur struggled a bit on Wizarding World. Yeah. They missed I... two. And then final exam was able to pick them up very quickly. It felt like Round two felt like final exam because they both both Paul and Lon played very like strong together. And it seemed like after round two, they were like, okay, Lon and Paul are because I believe they got in the lead after round two. So it was ultimately up to them to answer the final question. And after round number two, it made me go, okay, final exam is going to win. Final exam is going to win. Great. I feel confident. But then that last question, that last question, I don't remember what it was. But I don't either. But it, when looking at these two teams, I did feel like it was so smart a final exam to give Wizarding World a world to King Arthur. That was very intelligent. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, they both landed on opponent's choice, and. King Arthur was given final Wizarding World and they they dropped a few questions to where Final Exam was able to pick them up. And then King Arthur gave Final Exam movie release dates and they were able to get all of them. So it's very much it shows you how much knowledge Final Exam has and how well of a team they can still work. They can work together as a team. And I know there are a lot of times Paul was like beating himself up for having to go to multiple choice and Lon was having to go, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. We're all good. Mm -hmm. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. And I think that like the way Paul was mentally going, like missing the way he was upset at himself in round two, that might have been something that cost them in round three because ultimately... I don't like to say it was ultimately Paul's fault that they lost and not Lon's, but it was Paul that was very much like, no, this is the answer. And it wasn't the answer. Yeah, this is uh, Brian Nussbaum's bringing up something that I was going to bring up. I don't think final exam will stay together. This might have been their last match. I am not going to disagree. I I do think... I think the the teams next year are going to look a lot different in general. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a breakup of teams. Yeah, I could see this as their last season as well. But at the same time, I could see them going one more season. Like, for almost every single team I see, I'm like, you know, like that's been around as long as Final Exam. My brain goes, yeah, I could see them ending after the season. Whilst at the same time, I could see them go on next season because – there have been so many times when we've looked at teams and like, oh no, this should be their last season. And then the next season, they are still together and they play a whole lot better than they did the prior season. So it's like, you go either way for um, the for this team. And 
that's something I'm looking forward mm. to seeing what happens. Bring back loose cannons. Ooh. I could see that, and I could see them bringing the Harris brothers back. But also, I don't we can't see. Pre- I, I actually don't put Zipper and Oyama back. I mean, I we don't... could. It's it's up in the air. I think Zipper is such an interesting player. I I don't know. I just wouldn't put them back. I will say I'm excited for like teams to be put back together for storyline reasoning, not mm-hmm. just oh these are two pl- good players. Yeah, instead of um the manager saying oh I want to put these two together. Yeah, just because it will be fun to get back into a storyline mm-hmm. type. Oh, um, Oyama and Ben Bateman. Oh, oh man, team. don't even hint hint at that as a team. Don't even that'd hint at thing. it. That is yeah, a big thing. But yeah, sort of like going in, like after this match ending, sure, King Arthur is going to move on to play either, either, either crap either deception or chaos theory which i mean king arthur against either one of those teams going to be a big match but the real the real story out of this match is will final exam be together next season and we've we're all talking about it how we don't think they're going to be together next season how this is their potentially their last season and if it is it's going to be unfortunate i love seeing the lawn and paul together but it's been a good run. They had a good run. We can't deny they had a good run. Let, I mean, they're going to be ending the season six and five. I mean, Brian, that's I, not a bad prediction. That is not a no. bad prediction whatsoever. And no. we look at King Arthur. They they played great. They're a great team. We'll have to see if the Finsock Exchange with King Arthur will be able to continue this momentum moving forward against either Chaos Theory or deception. So moving on from oh. that, oh, um, wait, before we uh, move, dive into the next, I just want to say, anyone in the chat right now, please like this video and try and share it on Twitter. We shared it earlier. Uh, we'd love for this uh, conversation to grow. We've got three people in the chat right now, and so if y'all like it and comment, that helps us get out there to more Schmodown people, so more people know who we are. So likes and comments work great. So please do that. So I'm saying that let's move on to our next conversation. And that is, which is kind of funny that we end up doing it this way, is Koi Jandro as yes, manager, manager of, of the, the week. week. Yes, Koi has was someone that sort of had an iffy thing this week because he managed Eric sort of to to an accidental loss, but he was able to manage Eric to a point where Eric was like able to stay on course. But then he later went on to manage William Bibiani to a very strong victory. So I think with that, like when you look at all the other matches, it's very, it's very difficult to see because let's let's look at all the managers we had. We had Winston this week. We had Coy. We had Tom, and we had Kaiser and Kate. Which for knockouts, we already we've already said. Knockouts, we don't include them into it. So it came down really to Coy, Winston, and Tom Dagnino. Yeah, I I felt And I felt of week, those three, Coy was like the stronger manager. Yeah, honestly, I felt Coy and I mean if everyone disagrees with us on our manager or player of the week, please let us know because I am actually curious your thoughts as well. But I felt Coy really held himself high, especially having a loss at the beginning of the week and a win close to the end of the week, and especially the way that win went because mm-hmm. of how close it was. I'd forgotten also, how close it really was. Also, having Koi as your manager, like, as a, with a fan, literally a literal fan on your back the entire time, I'm like, yeah, that's manager of the week. That's manager oh, yeah. of the oh, week. Yeah. So oh, yeah. with that, we're going to talk about, or do you have anything else to say about Koi? No, no, I mean, just, um, I'll, I'll be a, I'm a stand for Coy anyway, just because <laughs> I think he's just a great person. And I can't believe I mean, he's, you stand on one of our show. Oh, don't judge me. But um, honestly, I, I, well, I mean, if you really think about it, Coy is partially the reason why I ended up in this community anyway. Oh, look, I understand. I understand. Coy is the reason why you and I are like even doing this show because we love Coy's genre so much. Yeah, that might not that might not be a good thing because we try not to be biased. 
Yep. But anyway, we're going to be talking about one of the matches that Koi managed, but unfortunately he got the loss in, and that is Laura Kelly, Lights Out Laura Kelly versus Eric Whiteley. This was, I think, and it's one, it's hard to say because Eric has only had three matches, but this is in like each of them grow, each match he grows. So I think this was Eric's best showing. Oh, he did incredible. I mean, I, I hate that was a loss, but look at the scores. I mean, yeah. it was an incredible match. It was close. And then Laura Kelly just proving why she's one of the best Star Wars competitors right now. And with, yes, oh my goodness, Brian, you took the words right out of my mouth. Laura with the freaking Joker promo at the very beginning is one of the best promos I have ever seen for the simple fact of I am a Joker fan. And when she did it, my main thought was, and Luke and I, I talked to Luke about this. I was like, if she wears that makeup throughout this entire match, I am going to consider Laura one of my favorite players of all time. I am serious. Like I tweeted I was so out sad about she it. wasn't wearing it. I was so oh, sad she wasn't wearing it. <laughs> I am too. I, I even tweeted out how much I like how much I loved her promo and everything she did. And she just, she liked my tweet. And I was like, oh, thanks, Laura. But anyway, like <laughs> that, the way she carries herself, not only as a competitor, but as a character with the um, Joker stuff, it's so great. Like she's so good at the character work and the competitor work. And she's just so nice. Even when she's, yes, if promo the year yes. happens, yes, it, it's a hundred percent one of the, top contenders well you know i mean they if need you think to do, about it bring back promos well not even that <laughs> they need to do a category called promo video of the year and it's yeah. just taking all of nerd chronics promo videos and like okay what are the top five well also if you think about it, it goes that it goes into like entrance of the year and mm -hmm. it kind of goes into that sort of but yeah like a uh I love that promo. I thought it was yeah. interesting. Oh, here's something Brian did say. Um, next season, Wit versus Eric for their first win. That I is, like that. That is the match. That totally. A hundred percent book that match. Brian, you're a genius. You are a genius. Well, me, that is perfect. Well, let because, me ask you this. Because Adam is 0-4. We've, we've talked about how the Schmodown's changing up and going to change a lot of things next year. Do we see the do we see Star Wars shrink? I don't think we see Star Wars shrink because I think most of the people who have solidified themselves and like stuck their flag in the ground are like the players of this season for Star Wars. What about Aaron Geekdom? I don't know. In a geekdom, I could see oh. shrink, but it depends. I'm kind of hoping those who don't, because of the, I don't know, just the amount of such great players, mm -hmm. it would be hard to see that many people get left. Yeah. But again, like, I mean, Brian says Adam Witt versus Eric for the first win. I mean, possibly... But we don't know what Adam could be doing next season based off of all the stuff between him and Kaiser right now. We have no idea what that story is turning into. Yeah. I mean, so we'll, we'll talk about that when we get into the IG contender match. But do you have anything else to say about this match besides Laura Kelly is going to be facing the winner of either Joseph Scrimshaw and Gold Leader? No, not really. I mean, Laura, I whoever wins that match between Gold Leader and Scrimshaw better watch out because I yeah, think Laura 100%. is she is scary mm -hmm. and she's playing a different kind of game she wants to go back and this is two females in the semifinals so that's gonna be great if, if Molly wins there's gonna be a 100% chance that there is going to be a female in the finals of the tournament and if any of the females win, then it's going to be Thomas Harper versus either Molly Damon, Nikki DeMolanta, or Laura Kelly, if Molly is able to pick up the victory against Alex Damon. But with all that being said, we have to move on to Player of the Week. 
William, William Bibiani. Bibiani. That is right. When looking at all the players, we again, it's one of those we already take out people who get knockout victories because that just shows that the other player was not playing to the best of their ability. So it came down to William Bibiani and Laura Kelly. And whilst we thought Laura Kelly did amazing, we also felt William Bibiani did a little bit better. Well, here's our reasoning why. Bibiani had to fight back. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't just dominating because the th- the problem with Star Wars, and this is honestly our biggest issue with Star Wars matches. Both of them are just hidden back and forth, back and forth. And Laura did incredible. It was just there wasn't as much of a scrap that Bibiani had to go into. Mm-hmm. It's just, I guess my issue in general is it's so hard for us to pick Star Wars matches as our players of the week. And that's not a, that's not on Star Wars competitors. It's just for some reason, they just seem so different. The matches, like when the players play in Star Wars, they know exactly, they know everything. Basically at this point, you need to know everything about Star Wars to play in the Star Wars division. And because they know basically everything, it's always an even match no matter what. For singles, you can't know everything about movies. If you did, your brain would be the size of planet Earth. You would have your own you would have your own moon circling yourself. And that's the only way you can know everything about all the movies that ever exist. And I think that's sort of how this match was able to go different why we were able to pick bibs because he was able to put up more of a fight he needed to put up more of a fight to go up against ty lieberman speaking of going against ty lieberman let's talk about that match what do you think of it it was a back and forth however i will say this ty lieberman really needs to work on his horror yeah oh yeah because he was up at the end of round one i believe I think he was up by one point. And then. Yeah. 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 I I think right now. That soap chant was beautiful. <laughs> I even if you watch my reaction, I joined in. <laughs> well, I guess the thing right now is Christian is trying to hold off of all the theatrics in general right now. He's getting, he's he's saving the budget for all the theatrics for the sh- for New York and Spectacular. Well, also, once everything is no longer digital, when mm-hmm. everything is in studio next year, you can control entrances. You can have true. the theatrics back. You can kind of put a little bit of uh, pr- money into the promos. You can do a little bit more. They can't do that because everything's so digital. And I... The matches this season have been incredible. I mean, this one right here was incredible. But it let me ask you this. Do, do you feel like this season has felt like the Schmodown as much as other seasons? Last season felt the let the least like the Schmodown. Mm, last season, th- I'm not I, saying last season was the worst season. I'm saying last season was the one that felt the most disjointed because that's when it first hit. So they had to like quickly reorganize everything. That was like learning as we go sort of stuff. Is it is it weird that like I almost feel like last season was more put together than this season? Because this season I disagree. Well, you've got so many different you've got digital matches you have. In studio matches, you're going back and forth. It there's no clear, like we don't know, like before the match comes out, when what kind of match we're gonna get. And I'm I fine mean, with that. I'm fine with not knowing if it's gonna be in studio in the cantina or not. Well, I guess like, my it brings up that anticipation. Yes, I guess my reasoning is, and this might sound weird to say, I kind of feel like that match between Ben Bateman and Paige for Betty might have ended up going differently if it had been in live in a live match. Oh, trust me. We'll talk about matches going completely differently between um, digital and in live studios when we talk about our next match. But 
again, I'm I'm fine with how we're how everything's been going this season. I know Christian just hates it. He just oh, yeah. like at this point he is he's going he is very vocal about about his hatred towards digital and a little bit for me I'm like Christian, I understand you want to be vocal about hating digital. Yeah, that that is true. He there, two there's Leo. I knew he was going to come in soon. So I missed two questions about Halloween, which I knew his five pointer. I knew his five pointer. <laughs> All because if you Man, that... if you can remember what actors appeared in certain movies and you can put them together, that's how you can remember the movie. I remember that Will Patton and Judy Greer were in a Halloween movie together, and that's how I got to the answer. Anyway, um, but going back to what I was saying, I I think Christian needs to hold back a little bit on the hate towards digital because we're still in digital. And I understand. I understand. He wants everyone to know, I hate digital. Digital is going to end next season. No more digital next season. But a part of my brain is like, but Christian, you're still in it now. Can you please stop? Well, I think it's because I I actually get where he's coming from. I get that he's really wanting to let everyone know, no, this is going to end. I hear your complaints. I, because you know he's hearing it so much. He's seeing the numbers. He's seeing the fact that the Schmodown's views have gone down tremendously. That the fan base has, has gone down tremendously. You really only have your diehards. Like Brian and Leo in the chat. They are two of the diehards. I see them in all the chats of all the other after shows. And they're super involved. And that's awesome. And I love our chat. And I love the people who join us to talk about the Schmodown. But they are the diehards. They're going to be in it no matter what. But you have to get get a mass market, and digital is not meant for mass market. It's I understand, but I understand, but it, again, it's slowly just one of those things for me where I'm just like, I don't know. I just don't like when like you're still releasing a product. It's sort of the same reason why I hated what Josh Trank was doing in 2015 when Fanforstic was coming out. How the movie was still like getting marketed and coming out, and right before the movie came out, Josh Trank was just crapping all over it. And I'm like, stop it, Josh. We understand but the movie's probably going to be bad now, but can you please stop it? But that's also, you've got to look at it this way, too. Christian's wanting this to continue for seasons on seasons, and he wants to assure everyone that, hey, this will get better. It will get better. We will get the views back. We will get people back. It's, I get it. I mean, it'd be like our show here. Let's just say we only got one view per show. And every episode we were getting one view per show. And we kept going. And it's like, well, we're not going to change anything. We're just going to keep everything the same and not change anything. Then we'd just be dumb. We wouldn't be doing it. We wouldn't be trying to get our show to do better. And that's what Christian's doing. I again, like I understand. Yeah, it. yeah. And plus, he had cutscenes from digital. Yeah, I did. I mean, most people they weren't as good. I did enjoy the ones with with guy that were in that were doing things. I did enjoy those. I just think I think the digital cutscenes are hard to do. There was one that I absolutely loved, and that was when all of the Finshock Exchange and the dungeon yeah, were that, all that, like showing up. That was literally one of the best digital cutscenes ever. That was just great. But so yeah, let, but trying to go on. back, trying to like get back on track with this match, just horror was the thing that killed Ty Lieberman. Yeah. So there's really nothing that, else to say about that. No, not really. I mean, William Bibiani will go the, up against either David Del Rio or James White in round in the quarterfinals. Well, the next match is honestly the biggest thing that we've got to talk about, and that yes. is the Spider Robert Parker versus Saul. Oh, Ignore that play button. Score. Look at that score. Look at my goodness. Okay. Before I go in my thoughts about it, because you know, like, I'm partial to Robert Parker. You know, I have a bias towards, like, rooting for Robert Parker over his opponent. I'm gonna... Yeah, I I really hope Ty stays with the exchange Mm. as well. Exactly. Like, to go back to... Yeah, it was full of TKOs. Yeah, it really was. To... I... I want you to talk... Go first. 
because again, you know, I have a bias towards wanting to go for Robert Parker against his opponent. So I just, I want you to go first. Okay. My first thoughts on this is just looking at the tournament in general. I think this proves the inner geekdom is might be in the most weirdest place of all the factions, all the, the areas you've got incredible players. You, you have a distinct, I think quality of player in the Schmodown. You have and like inner geekdom. You have your Robert Parker's, you have your Mike Kalinowski's, you have the Sean Drews, these, these incredible players that are like A players, and then you have your B players. And it's not and I'm not saying the B players are bad. The B players are incredible. So this divide, you see them in these matches. The A players are destroying the B players. And I felt like, I think, and I think there's also C players too, because you saw those with Saul, like crushing some players. It's just once he goes into live. Yeah, yeah, Brian, I would say uh, Maru is an A player. I'm not saying he's a B player at all. I think he's an A. And there's a lot of A's, but there's also you're seeing these these massive See, losses. I will say before Saul's match against Amaru in studio, I would have put Saul as an A player. But after that match, and then after this match, it is very hard for me to look at Saul and be like, oh yes, he is an A player. It is very hard because he has had two shots. Two to be in a title match. Sure, this was a five-rounder, but he had two shots. Both of them were live, and he lost both of them. If you but, lose both opportunities to play for the title and both of them are live, knowing that Spectacular is going to be in front of a live audience, that sort of destroys everything when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I hate it for Saul because to me, Saul put so much on himself. He he gets he I think he gets in his head. And mm-hmm. in this match, I felt Saul struggled and I felt Kate struggled. I do not think Kate did a great job in this match. And I love Kate. I love Kate. Like any other match, I you know me. Like I I love Kate. I loved her in the Thomas Harper match. I mean I think Kate is amazing. That's when we gave her manager of the week um during that week. But mm-hmm. in this match Saul Kate needed to slow slow down Saul and get him out of his head. Brian's right. Saul is a beast, but live Saul struggles. Mm-hmm. And that struggle was really shown. I I don't know what it I hate is. It for him. I don't know what it is about live that causes Saul to struggle. I don't know what it is. It could again, it could be one of those things of the comfortability of where you're located could help digital. Like where you like being in your room and being digital, maybe that's what causes him to win. But the moment he gets in front of a crowd, that's when it sort of dies down. And I don't, again, I don't know what it is. I don't, I can't put my finger on it. I wish I knew. Is it because of the audience? Is it the lights? I wish I I knew what it was. I think where where it comes from and it's i might be absolutely wrong and if i am i'm wrong i think it's just due to the fact of the the traumas and the issues that sauce had in his past the things that he he wants to prove himself he wants to prove himself to everyone and so when he's digital it's just him it's him and the questions he can focus he can not struggle he's focused on the questions but when it's him in front of all all the fans and all these other people he sees them, and I think he sees people that doubt him, and I think it gets in his head because he puts so much on himself. So when he has not just his voice down on him, but everyone else's voice in his head down on him, then it, there's a struggle. There's a struggle for for him to keep going. And so, I mean, here's Leo Logan says um, the Den now has Harper and the old guard left for the rest of the season. 100%. So the den doesn't have much left. I mean, no. I, I hate it for the den. But at least the den, 
I would say the Den's in a better position than the Stars at the moment. Yeah, that that is true. The Den is in a better position. Hmm. So, I don't I think Park. I don't think Parker will struggle. I honestly don't. I, I'll. I'll let you, Eli, you talk about the Parker side of it, and then I'll follow up after you talk okay. about it. So, like, we all saw how he played. There were some balls that Robert dropped, like the Maisie Lockwood, he dropped that. And that could just be him being, like, fast on the gun and him real, like, him realizing, like, oh, that's not right. Like, he even said, like, once he said Maisie Williams out loud, that's when he realized, he even said it, like, oh, no, that's an actress. Like that was it's one of those things. Like he knew he knew he was he was wrong the moment he sit vocalized it. When he wrote it down, he was like, "Yeah, this is right." He vocalized it and it was like, "Oh no, that's wrong." So yeah, I don't think he's going to struggle. I think this match, like this match in Cantina, was very much a hey, Robert, you're in front of a live audience in a five rounder. This is what it's going to be like in spectacular. Sure, spectacular is going to be a bigger stage. But this is sort of what it's going to be like. And now that he has that out of the way, he, he probably is going, okay, I know what I'm in for. And also, he's got Mara in his corner to help him like shake the nerves off. He's got Dan in his current corner. He's got Kevin Smets. He's got so many people in his corner to help him shake off the cobwebs. So it's not like he's going to be... Um, uh, it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. I I honestly feel like this, if Parker, and you and I disagree on that, if Parker plays like this and maybe slightly a bit better, then Parker could very much win the IG Championship match. It's just a very I, strong possibility. Here. Here's here's why I kind of disagree with you, and I think he I think he played good. He did have the slips. What his problem was, and this is his me- most major issue, was speed round. He messed up massively in the speed round, and that was where he was having tr- trouble. And I know he was going to win it no matter what, but that speed round hurt him tremendously. And so I think, but he got he still did got so many questions right. I think he only missed yeah, one but, question. But he's going against either Amaru or Mike. And if Look, it's Mike... I'll just say this. I mean... That title match against Amaru that Mike has, that will be the, deci- the decider to see yeah. if Robert is ready. Because if Mike plays and Mike still gets questions wrong, and like it, let's say he plays the same that Robert does, then... In my opinion, that's very much showing like, oh, Robert has a chance. Because I believe just saying that Robert doesn't have a chance at all is no, no, 100% I'm not saying, wrong. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I think Robert's going to can still do great. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Huh. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. That's true. See, I, I'm not saying that at all. I think he has a massive chance. I'm just saying if I were Rocker, what, bleh, Robert... I'd, I would put a lot of focus on my speed round. Try and get quicker at that. Um, and, you know, that that's all we can say for this. Uh, anything else before we move on to our predictions for this week? I am happy that Robert is the one moving on to play at Spectacular. We have, as of right now, two people confirmed for Spectacular. That's Robert and Thomas Harper. <laughs> ah, Jake's going for um, Parker. See? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Jake is understanding what I'm also saying. Like, just because he had a few hiccups doesn't mean at Spectacular, he's still not going to do it. Mike still has Mike and Amaru. I'm already saying this right now. I'm going to say this right now. If Mike defends the belt, (laughs) if Mike defends the belt, Robert will have a harder fight in front of him. If Amaru wins the belt, if Amaru is the champion going in spectacular, Robert's winning the belt. I'm not even, yeah. I am not even saying like, like I'm a hundred percent Amaru. If Amaru beats Mike, Robert is becoming the new champion at spectacular. Hmm. Well, is it because I've seen history between those two in the online trivia leagues? Maybe. So much knowledge, so much history that no one knows. 
I do. Next, we are doing our predictions. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Just think if All right. think if Jill was in this in this oh, um, that'd chat, be funny. then then we'd definitely be able to say, "Oh yeah, KO show." <laughs> but anyway, we've already we've already reacted to Gold Leader Scrimshaw. We recorded that earlier today, so we will not be giving our prediction because we don't want to accidentally maybe like um spoil the match just in case. Yep. So we're moving straight on to Deception representing corruption, and they are. Hold on, let me get all the stats. Deception is two and three, one knockout representing corruption versus chaos theory, one and oh, representing the stars. Luke, who do you have and why? First off, Brian, I don't see the New York event on the predictions. Don't worry, don't worry. that's the next slide. I actually have a picture for Look, that one. I didn't we're have keeping that the one that actually has a graphic as its own thing. <laughs> But no, on this one, ah, uh, this one is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, really difficult. You've got the have two champions on Deception, but Chaos Theory one current, has one former, and Chaos Theory is an incredible. And uh, yeah, Chaos Theory has a former champion. No, they they can't go one and three this year. Yeah. Wait, Cass Theory. Who's Cass Theory again? Nick Harley and Jacoby Bancroft. Yeah. Well, Nick Harley. Um, Former FCL not... champion. Yes, but he's not a Schmodown champion he's yet. He's a champion. He is a former champion. He has held a belt. Yeah. Ah. Man, Which, I don't if I want to use, mention... If I were to use that logic, I would mention that Jacoby Bancroft is a former TV champion. For a TV division, so I would be like, "Oh, Kobe versus Adam." <laughs> oh, I don't see that. No, I don't see oh, that. Oh no, I think I think Nick's does pretty. Because if you remember but... in the Chaos Theory match, both Jacoby and Nick, I think went perfect basically the entire match, except for maybe a few misses in round two. Yeah, but if I'm gonna go for this one between Deception versus Chaos Theory. Just due to the history of Deception, I'm going to have to go with Deception. You know how I am. (laughs) Oh, I do too. I prefer him being called the spoiler. I want him to go back to being called the spoiler. I kind of like the spoiler better. Hearing your thoughts on it, I can't disagree at all. You know how I normally like to pick Jacoby, but Jacoby, you're... Jacoby, wow. you're going up against Deception. And they're... Oh, shit. Yeah, Shannon versus Roxy again. Mm-hmm. Deception's on a hot streak right now. And by hot streak, I mean Adam Collins is in round two of the tournament and Marisol McKee is the champion. Put them together and what do you got? bibbidi bobbidi boo um, <laughs> I could see... Yeah, I'm picking Deception to win. Yeah, I, I've got to, sadly. I've... So, in saying that, all right, you've got Collins versus Meyer, too. Who you got mm-hmm. and why? Okay. So, both men need this win. The badly. former champion needs this win badly. The current team's champion needs this win badly. This can go either way. Honestly. Honestly. If, if Collins win, corruption goes up a little bit more. Yeah, see? Look. Brian, I'm trying to like, I'm very much trying to give both spectrums and say, hey, it could be this. It could be this. But he, I'm, yeah, I'm picking Collins. I feel like Collins has Collins will be. Well, I'm going against the chat. Brendan Meyer shill. I am going for Brendan Meyer. (laughs) I am a Brendan Meyer shill. I don't care. I, I think. Brendan Meyer is amazing, and I want to interview him so badly one day. Just in general, that's one person. But, I mean, on a serious note, though, Meyer's been playing really great. I think Meyer... Again, I'm not going to deny that Meyer's been playing great. It's just, again, saying who wants it more is inaccurate. They both want it just as much. But I think, I this think is a... Collins needs it more. Is this a in-studio match? Or... 
or digital. I wouldn't be shocked if they recorded this at the cantina. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I mean, uh, Leo says, uh, I mean, says Collins will beat Meyer again. So, mm-hmm. huge week for ca- corruption they are in for all of the matches. Yeah, they really yep. are. Except for the first match. Except for no, no, no. Match. Scrimshaw's corrup- corruption. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I was dumb. This yeah. is corruption week. Okay. You know, okay. I you know, believe it. You know how okay, they do so we- um, Shark Week? This is corruption week. Yeah. Okay. So, they, they're saying it's digital. So, in saying that, uh, makes Brian, it a little bit more. I want to ask you a question. This is directed towards Brian. How do you know all of this stuff? Who is your inside person? I need to know, Brian. That is all. Continue. <laughs> I mean, Leo knows just as much. I, I know, mean. but Brian seems to know everything. And I'm like, how do you know all this? <laughs> but I just, to me, I think Meyer is playing a really good game this year. I think he's got Koi in his in his corner right now and I just got to go with go with my heart over my head and going with Meyer. Mhm. That is fair. That is fair. That is fair. Well, that's the regular week in Schmodown. Let's bring up the big thing. The big event, Schmodown live in New York. The undercard Downtown Griffey Nooms versus the Carpathian Josh Horowitz. That's going to be the first match we're going to predict because that's the main event. We don't touch the main event yet. Touch the under. Eli. He knows it from Elo. Leo. Oh, then how does Leo know it? Leo, <laughs> who's your inside man or woman? Excuse me. Anyway. um, So, Luke, starting with you, between Griffey Nooms and Josh Horowitz, the two front... Two of the front runners for Rookie of the Week year. Who are you picking and why? This match is going going to be incredible. Both are undefeated. I must add. Leo Scott Horowitz is my pick. Mm-hmm. I am going with Leo. I gotta go with Horowitz. I I. It's a hard one because they both have been playing great. And. I, yeah, I'm with uh, Brian. He might be moving up into rookie of the of the year because mm-hmm. he's just been. I mean, he's been playing incredible. He's a scary player, and so I gotta go with Horowitz. I mean, it comes down to who do you believe the most? Because they've both been in front of live audiences. They both know what it takes to play the match. It all now depends on. Who do you want to win? It's less of who do you predict to win. It's like who do you want to win? Because if you were to predict either way, either one can win. No matter yeah. who you pick, it's like you're right or you're right. So who do you want to win? Honestly, I want the match that I want. It's also it goes who do you want Paige for Breddy to go up against? Who do you Ooh. want? Which person do you want to play Paige most? And I want. I mean, Jeff I know Horowitz who I want to play. play. I want Josh I Horowitz see... to pay, play Paige more than Griffey Nooms, so I'm picking Josh Horowitz to win. Okay. Well, and here is the main event. McKee versus Ellison. Uh, Brian has... I have Josh. He's my favorite rookie this season. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I McKee versus Ellison. This match should be incredible. This is... The Corruption Invitational. This mm-hmm. is this is the tough one. It comes down again. This is another one of like, who do you want more? Because they both have proved themselves. If oh, Leo's Marisol, got Marisol. Hmm. Hmm. We could get okay. Let's break down the tournament for a moment. If Marisol wins, defends, and any female wins, it'll be, no matter what, a female will be the single champion at the end of the year. And that's fantastic to hear. If Adam Collins wins the tournament, it's, yeah, exactly. Corruption's guaranteed for Spectacular. If Adam Collins wins the tournament, then it's going, and Marisol wins. It's deception versus deception. If Chance Ellison wins, and... Mike Kalinowski wins the tournament, which I don't see happening, but you know, you never know. It will be corruption versus corruption. 
And I say corruption as the team of corruption. So now it comes down to, I want all of those matches, but which, who do I want the most? Honestly, and Dan Merrill could win, so we could get Dan versus Marisol or Dan versus Chance. Man, I'm just delaying the inevitable. Who do I want the most? Simply put, I've always had one person who I've always rooted for since the beginning. Since this person has ever joined the Schmodown, back all the way during Anarchy, I've always rooted for him, so I'm going to keep on rooting for him until the end. I'm picking Chance Ellison to win the belt. I... Nothing against this is a hundred percent nothing against Marisol. If she wins, I will be happy. It's just if Chance wins, that will be something that I have been waiting for since Anarchy. Yeah, I'm with you. I gotta go with Ellison. I think Marisol is incredible, but I've been waiting so long for Ellison to win that belt. He is someone who de- who deserves it. I mean, he absolutely deserves it with the work he's put in. Um, Brian brings something up. Um, BTW's last N- NYC event till 2023. I'd mm. love to know the ba- the information on why that's that way. Well, I think Christian has released it, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I just know that th- what a way to end New York until 2023 to have this be the event. Oh, yeah. Because no matter what, but- both matches are going to deliver. Oh, okay. Ticket sales aren't doing good. Hmm. Well, New York is in a weird spot in general right now with COVID mm-hmm. and everything else, so that that kind of makes sense. I I could see that. I could easily see that actually. Yeah. But so with all that being that, said, uh, okay. we're basically saying the same thing. With all that being said, this has been our show. Do you have Do you have a good show, Luke? Oh yeah. I mean, if anyone. Hey, if y'all have not yet, please like this video. Uh, please comment on just the comment shot, not just live chat, just because we want want other people to watch this after after the fact. But if y'all would, please like the video and please comment. Please subscribe to the channel if you've not already done that. And if you would, thanks for watching. Yeah, and I hope you all have a great rest of the day. <laughs>